You are listening to 757 Bytes, where we talk about innovation and entrepreneurship in the 757 community and beyond. To learn more about the 757 CoLab network of organizations, visit 757angelsgroup.com, 757accelerate.org, 757startupstudios.org, and be sure to connect with us through our social media channels. Good day, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of 757 Bytes. I am your host, Hunter Walsh, and today we have the pleasure of being joined by one of two husband and wife co-founding teams that are a part of the 757 Startup Studios. We have Anne Marie Stevens, co-founder and CEO of Well4Health, along with her husband, Ed Stevens, co-founder and chief operating officer. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Hunter. Absolutely. Tell everyone how we got to Well4 Health and what Well4 Health is all about. Do we have enough time? (laughs) We are on a mission to really break the unending cycle of diet-related diseases among multi-ethnic populations. And we started this journey, I would say, about 15 years ago, our mm-hmm. legacy company. And maybe you want to talk about that? No, that's correct. No, you just continue. Precise Portions is where we started. And um, and so Ed and I are both chemical engineers. And um, unfortunately, we have a high incidence of type 2 diabetes in our families. And so we used a lot of our packaged goods, kind of classic blue chip packaged goods experience to work with our family members and decided to really launch Precise Portions as a way to provide visual learning in terms of portion control, ideal plating solutions, and really also helping with childhood obesity. We have since learned that a big challenge continues to be, how do you make veggies taste great? So even though we had that really wonderful solution, very evidence-based through a clinical trial in the UK, we still had this problem to solve around making veggies taste great. And so to that end, we launched our spice blends, which uh, will likely evolve to something we'll call well for flavors. But the big insight is that it's salt-free and uh, Caribbean-inspired, so you get like a smoky jerk blend and it's salt-free and people go like, wow, how did you do this? Or coconut curry. So our big thing is there is no need to sacrifice great flavor. There's no need to sacrifice fun. And there's no need for it to be super expensive to make great tasting veggies. Yes. And one of the key pieces we wanted to feature is that in producing our spice blends, we are able to empower folks to simplify the whole seasoning process. And that is, if they love to, let's say, make um, some sort of vegetable medley, the way it works is for every pound of the vegetable, they would just add one tablespoon of one of the blends plus one tablespoon of one of our flavor-infused extra virgin olive oil into a paste and then toss in the vegetables, mix it around, and then they can either stir fry or stick it in the oven. Very easy. Yeah. And we focus on easy. We actually, you know, have like 10,000 lines, a 15-year-old plus journey. But one thing we we pride ourselves with is really a focus on easy to learn, easy to teach, easy to do, easy to use. And so this continues as we build out Well for Health, which is our integrated hybrid platform. And it in essence, it's like 
a really comprehensive portal that really allows people to enter healthier eating, healthier nutrition, wherever they want to. And we focus on making things easy. So in terms of meal prep, we focus on five ingredients or less, and it's 30 minutes or less. And otherwise, it's not sustainable. And that's really kind of the thing that we're really kind of grounded in. And one of the factors that really encouraged us to take a look at other factors that will influence whether someone maintains, um, you know, their healthier eating for a much longer period of time is that we wanted to find out why people do what they do sometimes, which is in their best interest and sometimes when it's not in their best interest. And so that called for additional research to understand what factors drive behavior. And so one of the key areas of our second effort, which is AskPortia.ai, is to fundamentally understand the behavior of humans uh, and also, you know, what internal forces as well as external forces that, that encourage them to behave a, a certain way. And when you were doing that customer discovery, you didn't just go to Norfolk or Portsmouth. You went and traveled to some of the most underserved population groups and communities anywhere in the U.S. Do you mind telling our listeners where and how you chose the communities that you really leaned in on for that initial research? Well, I think part of it is, you know, our, our past history in terms of, you know, I grew up in New York City and like many folks didn't have much money. And like many folks, we really didn't have a fundamental understanding, you know, what generated this whole type 2 diabetes and also obesity. And so as Anne-Marie and I decided to retire, we thought, why don't we take a really hard look at the chemistry and the genesis of type 2 diabetes and get a better understanding of what has driven our families to have this disease. Uh, as a consequence of that, we have visited a variety of, uh, of different venues to get a better sense of, you know, what is driving obesity in the United States, what is driving type 2 numbers to go to skyrocket in the United States. Half the time is really, sometimes it's healthcare inequity. Sometimes it's just pure ignorance of not understanding you know, how lifestyle plays a fundamental role in, in disease generation. So, you know, Anne uh, has, has traveled far more than I have. She may have a better uh, response. You know, our, our roots are at companies like Procter & Gamble. And so we don't really go anywhere without like in-depth research. You know, I'm just reflecting and thinking of the amount of hours we have spent on military bases as like one example of um, of just learning firsthand why people are doing what they're doing, what are some of the solutions they are applying. We've done farmers markets where, again, we learn firsthand uh, what brings people back, what resonates with them, what are their values. We recently returned from a trip in South Africa where, again, we were continuing to learn what matters. And this is a global crisis you know, we know that the incidence is high with African-Americans, as Ed mentioned. We know that it's high with um, people of Latin, Hispanic origins. We know that it's high among uh, Native Americans, and we've been doing some work with that population as well. And so we have really decided that we're going to put a stake in the ground around all of these multi-ethnic groups, because they are not just underserved in the 
traditional sense of the word, but they are underserved in terms of really understanding healthy eating best practices, healthy eating guidelines, healthy eating approaches. So so that's us. I mean, we are basically going to stake that ground out and say those are the, the ethnic groups we're really going to prioritize. And to a finer point on the foods, there are a lot of individuals uh, who feel that, you know, their foods are healthy also, but their foods are not included in maybe the USDA's list of healthy foods. And so they consequently feel left out. And for that reason, they may drop out of the process. I want to eat healthy. I'm going to do this thing. And so they walk, they they carry on with their lives uh, with less direction in terms of what's the right way, what's the right pathway to healthy eating. And so we want to take, we want to take on that challenge to help identify specific foods that uh, belong in the different heritage of food baskets, so to speak. So we're doing that also. Ed, I want to circle back to a comment that you made that you and Anne-Marie retired to then start a startup. <laughs> Most folks, when they retire, they travel, they go around the world and very simply work less. And y'all chose to, <laughs> after you had put in your quote unquote, uh, a normal amount of time of work, wanted to take on this heavy lift of what you're doing, which I think speaks to the type of people that you are and how mission aligned and driven that you are. And that exudes in all of the packaging, all of your messaging there, that you're tackling some of the, the most difficult and challenging problems as it relates to food insecurity and our food systems there. What has been the most exciting part of your startup journey to date? Well, first of all, this was Anne-Marie's idea. <laughs> I just want to lay it out there. <laughs> but but um, yeah, as I had mentioned earlier, this is a mission of ours. Um, we're extremely passionate about figuring out this problem that's been going on for forever and ever. But it's also very intriguing in terms of the solution. And so the areas that I like, which is different from what Anne-Marie likes, I like to figure out, read up, read up on a lot of research as much as possible to get to understand at the root level what are the factors that are influencing folks, whether they choose to be influenced or not, whether their body seems to be working against them or not. And so once I have an, an idea of how that works, then I try to figure out how can we apply this for long-term learning, for long-term health benefits. And so for me, that's really the exciting part, you know, just figuring stuff out. I feel like I'm a real scientist all over again. And so I get a kick out of it. So, and then Anne-Marie is the executor and I'll let her explain her position because, <laughs> because, you know, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming all the time and she's trying to figure out how to make this thing real. So, You know, from, from the, the moment I decided to become one of the first female chemical engineers, you know, back when we did that, we didn't have very many female chemical engineers. At chemical engineers at uh, Procter & Gamble? In general. I mean, even if you were to look at our graduating class, you right. know. So I think this, this idea of kind of pioneering and breaking new ground is not unfamiliar. But at the end of the day, I think it's all about impact, and so it's, you know, whether we are using our engineering backgrounds to create societal impact, or in this case, it's way more personal. And so 
It is an area that requires a lot of people working together in the same direction. And I, I am personally thrilled that our direction is unique and adds value. And I could really see the sustainable kind of results that we can have on society. And so that to me is really meaningful and exciting. Anne-Marie and Ed, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your startup journey with us today. Where can listeners stay up to date on everything happening in your world and journey? I would say join us at well4health.com. Thanks so much. Until next time. Thank you thank so you. much. 757 CoLab is a collaborative vehicle focused on growing an interconnected, inclusive, and impactful entrepreneurial ecosystem. 757 CoLab manages and coordinates the activities of three resources, 757 Angels, 757 Accelerate, and 757 Startup Studios.